All right, what is up, team? Welcome back to the show. Today, I am joined by Coach Andrea, actually here in the flesh. Andrea, thank you for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. It's so weird to talk actually in person, and it'll be way better to not have that delay. I know. <laughs> Talking over each other. <laughs> we don't have to worry about your Wi-Fi here, which is a nice change That's of pace. That's true, too, yeah. <laughs> um, no, what have you thought of Scottsdale? How's the weekend been so far? It's been good. I mean, I haven't seen much of it. Uh, we I came straight here, and so I haven't seen the town, but it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yesterday I was expecting it to be a lot hotter training in the garage, but it wasn't bad at all. It wasn't really that much different than home. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the garage gym sessions, unfortunately, haven't gotten to like fully experience how hot those <laughs> are. I know like today... Um, so basically what's been going on, we've had a team meetup, um, Jody unfortunately hasn't been here, but, um, next just, time, next time, um, we spent the last two days just creating content, um, mapping out what the next year for our coaching company looks like as we continue to expand. So this has been super cool. I know for, for me, this is such a cool thing because I think about like when we first moved here in 2019 i remember katie and i talking and her asking about like who the first person i was going to bring on would be and as i was coaching all the time i was like it's for sure going to be andrea so it's cool to like see that now and us getting to the point where we're mapping out like okay this is what we need from another coach um this is like because we're very much to the point where like we're preparing to bring someone else on as well and it's so cool to like kind of see it I know at least for me, like the first like quote unquote team meetup was something that I've thought about for a long time. So it's cool to actually like see that come into reality. And that's been uh, such a fun experience. You're all a lot taller than I expected you <laughs> would be also. How tall are you? Uh, five, eight-ish, five, nine maybe. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, so um, unbeknownst to you, I am actually interviewing you today. Oh, so, okay. So today... We are digging into physique development for women. Now, I kind of wanted this to just be like a back and forth as much as anything else. But as we do work with, there are a decent amount of men on our roster as well. Yeah. But I think it's safe to say that most people who hop on board with us are probably women between 25 and 45 who want to focus on physique development, right? It's not just like, hey, I just want to lose the weight. It's I want to build muscle tissue. I want to get leaner. And again, like as a whole, just develop my physique. Um, so to kick things off here, because, and this is something that I've learned a lot from you as well, like pertaining to women, like the considerations we need to take into our training, our nutrition, how we put all that together. So my first question for you is like the women that hop on board with you, are there a few most common mistakes you see them making when it comes to like, okay, I've been trying to build muscle. I want to get leaner and more muscular, but I've really struggled to get there. Because again, I would say like from talking to most of the women that like hop on your roster, they're typically in this place where, okay, I've been trying for the last couple of years, but I'm not really making much forward progress. Yeah. So for like, from that perspective, are there a few most common mistakes you see there? Yeah, for sure. So it's kind of split between those who have been struggling to lose fat for a while and haven't been able to fully reach that goal. And then the other half who don't really need to lose that much more, even if they think they might need to. Right. Um, but what they actually need to reach that aesthetic look that they want is to build some muscle. 
So with the clients who actually do maybe for health purposes or just to get to the look that they want, want to lose more fat, mm -hmm. um, for them it's all about creating accountability and structure and an exit plan because so many women will lose the weight but then not have the right direction after the fat loss phase is over and then end up putting that fat back on because right. if you just go right back to what you're doing right you're gonna overshoot and and gain that weight back plus some probably right so that and then the accountability piece is what we're best at right that that is how we'll get those fat loss clients to their goal but then the flip side of that is so many women need to build muscle to get to the shape that they want. Like they mm -hmm. are looking at this physique that is their goal and they think that it's just dieting that's gonna get them there because that person is lean. Right. But there's shape underneath. Like there's shape to their shoulders and glutes and there's like lines in their legs and that's what they're really after. And in order to do that, they need to spend a dedicated amount of time to build. Mm -hmm. And it's usually, uncomfortable because it just it feels different than what you are usually chasing to eat more food and to have your belly be full of food right. for the day and that uh, translates mentally and emotionally into i'm fat right because like you're you've been chasing fat loss and your stomach is empty a lot and you're going after like less and less and less so to eat more food and actually feel full and like maybe at the end of the day your stomach might stick out a little bit more um that's just bloat but it feels like you're gaining fat so typically whenever somebody starts that down that road even if they know that that's what they need a lot of times they'll start down that road and then get uncomfortable and abort and right. go back to fat loss so that is, I, I really don't know which one is more common, <laughs> the, the like needing more guidance with fat loss or um, truly needing to go away from fat loss for a while and go into a build phase, but those are definitely the top two. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And the cool thing about our coaching service too is we both always are on a call with every client before they start, whether... Yeah when they're going to be working with you like i typically am the one that takes the initial call and then you have the call as well and i would say again from like my perspective and like we're very deep into like how each other's clients are doing what they're struggling with etc um because we also want it to be not just like hey you're just working with andrea you're just working with jeremiah right like we want the entire team here to support and even like jody is an extension of us as well um i think that's very accurate from <laughs> Typically what I see again is it is a very strong, like, I don't, probably close to 50-50 split where it is mm -hmm. either like more focus on fat loss or hey, you need to quit focusing on fat loss and building muscle. I would say with the clients that have struggled to lose fat, first and foremost, typically what I'll hear in their initial call, and I'd be interested here if you think this is accurate, is hey, I've been working out consistently, I eat healthy food, but typically there the problem is they're not tracking their food or they're not tracking it consistently, Yeah. right? Like we'll see, I don't know how many times you've seen this, but I know like almost always I'll have someone hop on a call like, hey, I've been hitting, these are my macros, I eat this many calories per day. And then we have everyone do their food logs where it's like, hey, give us your MyFitnessPal username, um, track everything you eat as you normal over the next three days. 
And then when I pull up their food log, it's like the last three days are tracked. You have these macro targets, but you're not hitting them. So normally like protein yeah. and carbs are way low. Fat is considerably higher. And then if I like flip back, it's like, okay, there's weeks and weeks and weeks here where maybe you tracked one to two days, yeah. but there's a lot of inconsistency there. Would you say that's pretty accurate? Yeah. And I think it's really easy to also have those loose targets mm -hmm. and only track on the days where you know you're doing well. And then the other Very days, true. like just leave it out of my fitness pal. Cause it, it's like you're hiding it from yourself almost cause nobody else right. is seeing it until they sign up with us. So it's kind of funny how that works. It is easy to bullshit yourself with that too. Yeah. I know like that was when I hired my first coach, I was, that was even the thing for me, like there were five days a week where I crushed my macros, but mm -hmm. my weekends and I was still like hitting it pretty hard. I was like hitting the bars pretty hard at this time as well yeah. too. It was very much my weekends. I would like track my breakfast and then it was like, track this because i know it's gonna go over my macros and i think it's easy to like yeah that day was probably pretty close like oh yeah you have selective memory oh yeah, yeah. and yeah. but then again it's like you're tracking five days a week and even like this is probably i would say most people in this scenario this isn't even an over exaggeration but even that is a good example of how you can be in this place where you're tracking five days a week and it feels like you're dieting like the majority of the week but still there is two days a week that are on track and that is more than enough to keep you in those places where you always feel like you're dieting but you're just spinning your wheels right yeah yeah for sure i like to break that down to clients too by like your percentage let me actually because the math here is actually surprising let me let me do this quick what is that five divided by seven okay yeah, so like percent. yeah so <laughs> if you are tracking five days out of the week you're tracking 71 percent of the time yeah. Which is like, it's only two days of my week. But that's, that's a high percentage of your week to be completely off. Right. And that's like, if you look at that as like the grading system, that's 71% of the time is like, that's a C minus. That's almost a D, yeah. right? And that's how I phrase this is like, hey, you want A plus results, but this is literally like a C minus effort. And that's just not going to translate over to your results. Yeah. Which would you say that's where... <laughs> like just the account of or how do you educate people on the importance of that i think explaining all of that too but just the outside objective eye is so helpful so uh, they're not coming to us like lying right. they don't they That's don't know point. that they're or they, they're not like knowingly saying i'm doing everything perfect but really they know that they're screwing up it's like yeah you look back and the, your memory is very selective on, on what you're doing. So it feels like, like you said, it feels like you're on point because right. five out of seven feels like a lot of the time, especially because that's the work week and then the weekend goes so, go so fast. Right. Um, so they're not like trying to be deceitful or anything like that, but um, yeah, it's just, it's just hard to really pinpoint that without an objective eye. Absolutely. I think too, from that perspective, if we dig into like the macros, almost always it is people under consuming protein and typically mm -hmm. under consuming carbs. Yeah, that's so that's so common and overdoing fat. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, within that, like carbs versus protein, typically, which are you putting more of a priority on? Like this is our first priority with this client if they're both. Like on First priority is also always to dial in protein. Okay. That's 
almost always under-consumed. Um, but then carbs and fats, they can, they're kind of like on a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. And you'll want to have one adjusted up with the other adjusted down. And it right. really doesn't matter a lot of the time which one those that that is but if somebody is lifting and is really active and also wanting to build muscle typically it's tipped more toward carbs right absolutely and i mean that's the thing to understand too like if you're short on protein it doesn't matter how you're training you're not going to be able to build the muscle tissue you want very and very much like carbs are your fuel for training and they're going to help aid your recovery I always, and this is a terrible example to use, but I always like, I, I like someone who was it, one of your clients I was talking to just the other day and I used the example, like, let's imagine your body was like a diesel truck and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's very, like the fuel needs to match the demand, right? Yeah. And I think that's one thing that we do very well and we're constantly learning more about is people see training and nutrition as two entirely separate things right and like yeah this is just what i'm doing with my nutrition and if that's not going to impact how i'm training or vice versa right whereas very much we need to dig into these things like okay so we know that you're closer to the end of the diet and i know this is something that like talking to you has given me a lot better understanding of this because i think that you had a better grasp on this than i did and you really like your conversations with me about this were like, oh shit, that <laughs> this does make a lot of sense. Um, with like, for example, if we're in like the end of a diet and we're just giving someone so much volume, it's probably gonna be like, hey, stress is gonna be so much higher, inflammation is gonna be so much higher, they're gonna be so much puffier. Whereas like if we take them through like a neurological phase, inflammation will be lower. Um, we need to match that with like nat. I mean, like ideally, we'll have somebody use as many carbs as possible. But sometimes yeah. at the end of the diet, like carbs are just gonna have to be lower as our fats, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but just understanding, and I think this is something that so many people overlook is like how do those t- how those two things kind of need to be meshed together, right? I and I know we talked about this the other day. I'm like asking you these questions like I don't know exactly what your answer is going to be because I know we constantly talk about all this. But um, how I see it is when we're in a diet phase, what we're doing with our training needs to follow what we're doing with our nutrition, right? Mm -hmm. So we're like looking to lose X amount of body fat per week. So thus, we might just have to cut carbs lower. So, okay, maybe we do need to enter like a neural phase versus a more like um mechanical tension focused phase where like muscle damage isn't going to be so high we just need a lot of carbs to get through this um whereas in a building phase i see it as the opposite where okay we need to mix look at like for the client what phase of training does it make most sense for them to be in like do they need a neural phase should they be in a metabolic phase should they be in a hypertrophy phase and then their nutrition needs to kind of follow that in a building phase would you say that's accurate yeah so like in in a building phase you have plenty of fuel and the lack of nutrients and lack of calories is not adding to your stress so like allostatic load is the total of all stressors in your life not just physical and not just like your food but also the things that you normally think of as stress like work and life stress so with a building phase that Um, deficit of calories is not adding to the allostatic load so you have a little more leeway there to push the training volume and you're you're recovering with all the extra carbs that you're taking in but if you need to pull those back in order to lose fat then that's where pushing like a metabolite phase 
um, is going to add more to that allostatic load where mm -hmm. you don't have any more room to give with right. that. So then if you're, and it also if you're trying to do a metabolite phase without the carbohydrates to be taken up by that phase, then you're just, it, it's, you're not going to be able to push very hard. It's going to feel really awful and right. you won't be recovering from it. So, um, yeah, matching those two together is something that we have talked about a lot lately. And I feel like that that's been a bigger, like a big growing phase with our coaching lately. So absolutely. Yeah. It is cool to see as well, even from like when we started working together, like as a team a year ago to now, how much better results clients are constantly getting. Yeah. Um, because that's something that's constantly leveling up. And I know like that's been a big theme of this weekend, right? Is it's easy to get to the place where like, I know enough about coaching. Um, I'm like good enough, but neither of us are ever happy with that, right? Like we're like obsessed with learning more about this. And I think it's for most of us or for partially for both of us, I think it's just because we want to get more jacked. I know, <laughs> I know for a while actually there, you said you didn't want to build any more muscle. Like when you first started and I was like, what are you saying? Yeah. It seems like you kind of changed your tune on that though. Yeah. I go back and forth. Really? <laughs> I'm, I, so obviously whenever I'm leaner, I'm like, okay, I can put on a little more muscle here and be okay. Because uh, when you're dieting, you know, you just start to feel a little stringier. Right. But, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so when then we're talking, so we kind of dug into the fat loss side of that. So for clients that are coming in and it is like a, hey, I, hey, you're pretty lean. Like again, the piece that you're missing. And again, this is very, this is very common in women that hop on board where it's like, Hey, the piece that you're missing isn't you need to get leaner. Like the thing is you need to focus on adding more muscle to your frame, right? And that'll give you the physique you want. Like if you've got leaner, uh, like a, a lot of clients are already very, very lean, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, Hey, if you get leaner, you're just going to look skinnier. You're not going to yeah. have like this shape that you want. Um, how do you go about kind of addressing that mindset of, because I know for a lot of, a lot of times on that call as well, it's like. So you and Andrea are going to map this out very in depth on your follow-up call with this, but I'm like 99% sure, and like we'll talk about this as well um, after I talk to the client, but I'm 99% sure that you're going to spend like four months focusing on building before you ever get into fat loss. Yeah. Do you, how do you kind of address the pushback against that? Or do you feel like there is pushback against that? Sometimes there definitely is pushback, um, but it's just a misunderstanding of, how they're actually going to get to that physique because from i think all the major media sources you're mm -hmm. seeing like cut all your carbs or you know whatever it is it's always it's never a calorie surplus ever right it's always diet more right and then it, even like showing someone who has clearly spent years and years lifting they will show an image like that but say like lose 10 pounds you know so <laughs> right. it always comes back to that and so i think it's just education explaining why more fat loss isn't the answer and how you're actually going to achieve that look you want mm -hmm. and then once you educate them on that it, and it makes sense then it's pushing through the hurdle of 
I'm eating more carbs and now I'm feeling fluffy right. and I want to cut again. Right. So uh, you need a lot. I mean, it depends on, on the person, of course, like how many consecutive months of building you're going to need, but it's usually quite a bit. Building is not a quick process, right? especially compared to cutting. Like you can see pretty quick, instant results with cutting, um, but with building, it's really a, a, a hard combination of not liking the look in the mirror quite as much for a little bit and um then also just like having to stick that out for so long so um i just kind of lost i kind of went on a tangent but so from there um there are a few things that i think are helpful with pushing through that side of it but um one could be timing it correctly so if you're getting ready to build at the beginning of summer, that might not be the best time if you're mentally having a hard time with this. So starting out like after the summer's over, you're ready to put on some sweatshirts and some leggings and not feel <laughs> like your jeans are pushing in uh, on your stomach. Or you're like going to be in, on, uh, in a bikini or anything like that. Right. That can be a better time for it mentally. Um, and then also making sure that the majority of the weight that you're gaining is muscle. So you can definitely do it wrong right. and put on, if you're putting on 50-50 fat and muscle, that's, you're probably going to lose a lot of that muscle whenever it's time to diet the, the fat gain back off. So if you are gaining most, of course there will always be some fat gain with it, but if it's mostly muscle with a little fat gain, then you're going to look a lot leaner because whenever you do that, your body fat percentage is actually going down because right. your weight is going up, but the proportion of muscle goes up so much quicker that body fat percentage as a whole goes down. Right. So then you're gonna like your look even during the build that much more and then you have less to cut whenever you're done with it too so there's less uh, risk of losing that harder muscle whenever you're done with it right that's such a good perspective too like as long as that ratio of muscle gain to fat gain like the it's like a larger percentage muscle than fat you will look a bit leaner through the building process <sighs> now it's not going to take away the the like the not bloat but like the full feeling in your stomach mm-hmm which I think a lot of people get hung up on, but if you're just like looking at your arms and looking at your legs and you're looking more defined because you're adding so much more muscle, then that's yeah. definitely helpful. Now I would say also though, I don't want to bullshit anyone. Like, and as you alluded to, a lot of people will be closer to that 50, 50 where it is like closer to like about maybe half of, let's say you gain, uh, 18 pounds and 10 of it is muscle. Eight of it is fat. You yeah. will definitely go, like, as you mentioned, you will feel fluffier. But I think, too, like, that's playing the long game. Like, yeah. uh, lifting Lindsay, I don't think if I said Lindsay Parker, people would know what I meant. <laughs> right. Lifting Lindsay, she talked about this on her podcast as well. And it's like, you can either, in a year, uh, so again, I think it's like, and this is why we map out, like, the next six months when someone yeah. starts with us week by week, this is what we're doing. So people can, like, actually see, and we're so obsessed with, okay, three months from now, this is what we're focusing on all. And rather than like, yeah, let's just see how it goes this week and we'll adjust anything if we need to, right? Like we're always making sure clients can still see that long-term because otherwise it's so easy to just like, fuck, I really like, <laughs> I don't like the way I feel in my clothes right now. And I feel like I'm always going to feel like this and I need to cut, right? But it's very much like when we're in that position where we're not eating enough, 
you're gonna struggle to add muscle tissue, right? So if you're already relatively lean and you don't have the shape that you want, you need to probably add a decent amount of muscle to your frame, which is just gonna take time eating more food and typically it's gonna take time feeling a little bit more fluffy. So you can basically like do what's most gratifying right now, which is continue to diet or under eat and it'll feel best right now, right? It's most yeah. immediately gratifying. It doesn't feel as bad as like, uh, feel a little fluffy. So short term it's most gratifying, but a year from now you're gonna be literally exactly where you're at right now. Your physique won't have changed. Or you can go through eight to nine months focusing on building, feeling fluffy. You can go through a three month cut, lose all that fat, and be in a dramatically different place in a year, right? But it kinda takes, and again, I think very similar to like you said with People aren't intentionally like lying when it's like, hey, I'm hitting these macro targets. They just don't have a ton of awareness around that. I think like when we just lay it out to people like that, a lot of times it clicks like, oh, okay, I get it yeah. now. And so it's a it's a cool thing to talk to. It's cool to like kind of see that mindset switch and also like how much people are capable of changing. So um, within training, what would you say are the most common mistakes you see women who start with you making who are focusing on building but have struggled to do so? The first one that I um, think of is doing like circuit workouts. So mm -hmm. we have a lot of people come from like CrossFit or Orange Theory or something very high intensity where there's hardly any rest. Mm -hmm. And those are fine if you're just doing it for the cardio output or just for fun. But if you truly, like if your goal truly is to improve your physique long-term, right. then you need to be lifting in a hypertrophy rep range most of the time. Again, like we could go down the rabbit hole, like <laughs> there's other phases, but right. lifting in the hypertrophy rep range most of the time, resting most of the time quite a bit more than you probably are right now between sets and pushing your sets closer to failure. Mm -hmm. Because whenever you do those circuit type workouts, a lot of times the thing that fails first is your cardio system. Right. Or like like your uh, core in, in a movement that shouldn't be targeting your core. Right. Or some, some, some other thing besides the target muscle is what's holding you back. So then that target muscle isn't getting close to failure because something else is first. So that's, that's really the most common thing. And then I think this kind of goes alongside that, but even with women who are um, going through a hypertrophy training, they're uh, not pushing it close enough to failure. Mm -hmm. I think it's just, it's not what you see whenever you see like training videos of women. They're not like pushing it hard and making ugly faces. And yeah, no one talks just, about it really either. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look pretty. So <laughs> it's not, it's not natural, I think, to, to push yourself that close to failure because it hurts too. Right. So I, that's that's the flip side of that is just not pushing it hard enough and lifting enough weight so that you're not failing in 30 reps. You're failing in like six to 12 reps. I like that a lot. I I know in my so and I know we're both pretty heavy on like having clients send us mm -hmm. form videos and execution videos because that's such a big piece of it also. I will say like a lot of people just haven't taken the time to or not not it's typically not on them they just haven't no one's ever yeah. taught people like how to 
Okay, so like this split squat, here's how we do this to make us more blue focused. Here's how we do this to make more quad focused. And again, like it's not, it's not like it's your fault. Like as a client, usually it's just like, hey, I, <laughs> I didn't know that I could like do these things to bias these different muscles, right? Yeah. So typically, I know for me, that's the first thing I focus on is, okay, let's make sure the execution of this movement is what we want it to be. Um, we're setting you up in a position to put the most tension on the target muscle. And then after that, I know the next couple of weeks of form videos are almost always like, hey, you're not hitting your RIR target. Yeah. You're not closing a failure. Hey, again, like you're not hitting your RIR target. You're closing a failure. Okay, this week we're going to take this movement to zero to one RIR. And I want you to literally go to the point where you can't do another form with good rep. With another rep with good form. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, my dyslexia is kicking in. Uh, so that that is always and i know like a lot of women i've said like romanian deadlifts are one that and i will say as well like a rdl is a movement that is hard to gauge like where true yeah because you can also go to the point where it's like um you are just using your lower back right but i noticed like so for upper body pushing movements it's pretty most everyone has a good gauge for how close they're yeah. to failure for I would say upper body pulling movements, it's closer, but still typically like, hey, it kind of looks like you just stopped because you hit the top end of the rep range rather than because we were close enough to failure. And then lower body movements, I would say for like both squat, lunge, and hinge patterns, like all three of those, typically people are a lot like, it's like, hey, we you have a lot more in the tank. Like that's where I'll yeah. often say like, I want you to add like 10 to 15 pounds to this movement next week. And then I'll like see in their notes like holy shit like I can't believe I lifted that much weight. It's cool to see again, but that's such a good point. I think that like, people don't even like consider that. But again, like we know to grow muscle, you're typically gonna need to be three reps or sh less shy of failure, right? Yeah. So yeah, I leave that same feedback a lot in in uh, True Coach for the clients. Like, and it again, it's like you're if you're not used to that, then right. you get to that point in the set and yeah it kind of burns mm -hmm. and so you call it but so many women could add a lot of weight onto their lifts and and still hit that rir target so yeah, yeah i agree and again i don't i don't want to frame that as like it's hey this is your fault right or like you're you're lazy or it's not it's never anything like that yeah. it's always like hey you're a lot stronger than you think you are yeah and just you should give yourself more credit for that but it's also super cool for people to see that um kind of i feel like at least women that i work with that in that capacity it's cool to like see from their time of like, hey, I don't feel super confident in the gym. I don't like feel like I know what I'm doing to like, okay, now I'm the person that other people are looking to as like the inspiration because they're strong. Um, they built a lot of muscle tissue. It's, it's that, that's like such a cool thing for me to see. Yeah. I think just as much as like any transformation picture or anything like that. Yeah, for sure. There's, there's a point in coaching where you can even through the words in the check-ins just like feel their confidence level oh, up. Yeah. That is so cool. I, I love that. Like you can tell when they start to go from training to just get the outcome. Right. Like now they're actually really enjoying training and that's like one of their favorite parts of the day and they're confident in the gym and that translates into the rest of their life too. So I, right. I love that part. And I say too, like for us as coaches, that's when we know we've kind of like won. Yeah. So <laughs> Because yeah. that's when, 
and I'll say a lot of times as well that's typically like a client that is like a couple months after that point is often when they're ready to go off on their own right yeah which is what we want but that's yeah. like that is someone if it goes from like ugh, like I had I crushed myself with these workouts for three months I got good results but I hated it every step of the way to I love going to the gym and it's like something that's fun then that's something they're gonna keep in place forever mm-hmm. and same thing with like understanding food um i don't think very many people are like fuck yeah i get to track my macros today <laughs> but still like understanding okay. Tuna and <laughs> <laughs> i i am also amazed that how you basically just lived off of almonds <laughs> this week that's been i can do impre- anything for three days <laughs> that's been impressive um but it, it is cool to see too like when you educate someone on like their food and how hey here's how much better you could feel in your training here's how much better you could be recovering here's like when you actually learn how to fuel yourself properly how like much better you could feel as a whole and i think again for i don't ever want to make this like sound stereotypical but like again for women a lot more than men i typically like see that as such a crazy thing and I would be interested to hear your perspective, but I, again, I think it's like a lot more for women that mindset of like always restricting, always restricting, always restricting is pushed a lot harder. So it's like such a crazy feeling when it's like, oh shit, this is what I can feel like when I actually fuel my body. Do you think that's accurate? I think, I mean, there are always exceptions where a guy will have been restricting for a long time. Right. And then the flip side where a woman comes to us and has been overeating and just needs to tighten it up but it's a stereotype for a reason right like yeah that's way more common i didn't mean women. to just say something super sexist no no <laughs> <laughs> just covering the bases you know okay so um i feel like it's when that moment happens and a, a female can increase calories it's just like this option is opened up Mm-hmm. in their mind that wasn't even available to them before so right. anytime that happens with anything it's just like empowering and right. exciting so it's like man i don't have to constantly have on my mind like eat less eat less eat less right. like i can actually think about this food as fuel and if i eat this oatmeal in the morning then my training is going to feel so much better than if i skipped it and just had coffee right you know like it's it's really empowering i think right cool so speaking of the empowerment side of things that's something that i see in all your client checkers i know i talk about this a lot is like over and over it's like oh my gosh i feel so empowered like this is like that word specifically comes up a ton to the point where i've been like hey what are you like what are you guys talking about whereas like this keeps coming up what is there like a because again, like I like to think that I do a very good job of that, but you like crush that piece of it. <laughs> like I, I love reading through all your client check-ins every week because it's like so everyone's like, oh, like I feel so empowered. I, like all these things, like I just feel like a badass basically. Um, is there like a specific kind of mindset? And I'm very much putting you on the spot here, so it's okay if you don't have an answer to this. Because <laughs> I know we tried to talk through this yeah. before. Is there kind of like a mindset that you see like most of your clients adopt? Does that make sense? As soon as you started this question, it made me nervous because I don't know if I do have a right answer for that. So I, I know that that is a strong theme with my clients and I'm very proud of them and mm-hmm. happy about that. And I know that 
it must just be like the the wording and the the way that I'm connecting with clients but I honestly could not pinpoint what exactly that is if it if I could I'd go harder in on it <laughs> but I they just I like I said I think it's empowering to get all this stuff down to where you actually know what's happening because dieting is a thing where you're just like throwing stuff against the wall to see what sticks a lot of the Mm -hmm. times like maybe i'll try keto i've heard a lot about that or like my friend is doing this mlm drink and they say that it made them lose weight so maybe i'll try that and it's like you try so many things and you're like i don't know what's going on or why these other people are losing weight and so once you can Find something that works for you and know why. I just feel like that's so empowering. And then that comes through in their check-ins. Cool. Yeah. So basically, a large part of it, I would say as well, comes back to education. Yeah. I know I can name a couple of clients I'm working with right now that it's like, hey, I've lost weight in the past and I gained it back. And I don't know why what I did works. And we have this conversation where like, it's so cool that I understand now why I'm losing out. I understand, I understand like why what we're doing is working and like how we can manipulate this. And I think that's like a, just a crazy thing for yeah. a lot of people because it is like, yeah, keto works for me. I don't really know why something about like my body burning fat or something like that. Which yeah. Is, but then when they say it worked, it's like, it didn't work because <laughs> so why are you gained back afterward. Yeah. Right. It's it, not truly something that worked if you can't maintain it. No. Exactly. That's something I appreciate about you as a lot as a lot as well. I think you're just as passionate about educating our clients too. So they truly are in an amazing position to go off and be successful on their own. Like I know so many of our clients are referrals from other clients who uh, you don't work with anymore, right? But again, yeah. and I think that's very much like a large part of what our company is built on is just we don't want you to always have to work with us. We're not going to push you out of the door. Like hey, it's, it's been six months. You're out of here, but very like we want you to be empowered to go do this on your own without us and kind of just be a walking billboard. Right. Um, yeah. cool. As far as training, nutrition, building muscle for women, anything else you want to add? I, I think if anybody is listening to this and thinking like, yeah, I'm still just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks, then first dig into the blogs because that is a big source of education. If you're not reading those, then you're missing out on a lot of learning opportunity. And then if you just want some guidance, then a, a short stint of coaching is an investment that will carry you through to the rest of your life and you don't have to keep wasting time and money on stuff that you it may work short term but you have no idea why and so it's going to go back to the baseline after you're done with it that's such a good such a good perspective and that's like straight up as a coaching service we're definitely not the cheapest but we want to be the best right and that's very much like people will literally like waste years and years just spinning their wheels stuck in the same place i like to describe this as like you're choosing to kind of stay stuck in your own personal hell where it's like i'll read another blog i'll i'll do whatever i saw on instagram today it's like ah, like it breaks my heart like there's yeah. so many people i know people still now like i was on calls with them in 2017 to talk about coaching and it's like oh, i'm just like is the time just isn't quite right like I'd need a couple months and then I, I know this is something I need to do. And like every six to nine months, they'll reach out like, hey, I'm just about ready to start, get started. It's like, it's been like four years. Like, yeah. 
if you would just like with four months we can completely change the way you see and understand everything we can like get you years ahead but like we can save you so many years of wasted time similar to like that you can be in the same place a year from now or you can like be again in a completely yeah, exactly. different place but it does take like short term hey, you're gonna have to bite the bullet um yeah so i would say if you're stuck in that situation hit the link in the show notes to apply to work with andrea or myself um yeah i think that is all we have for you guys for this time as always thank you for tuning in see you next time